Hi, Natalie. Hello, Tara. How are you? I'm all right. How's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> you know what I noticed yesterday after 5 p.m.? What's that? It was still light outside. I know. We have turned a corner. We have. Heading into spring officially. Yeah. And it's like 80 degrees today outside. And it's February. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That part I'm not too jazzed about. I love my fall yeah. and my winter, and I'm routinely getting ripped off by these insane temperatures. I'm the only person on the planet who feels that way. I completely get it. <laughs> but I'm not ready for it to be hot yet. No, I think, okay, then maybe I'm the second. I, I like also fall. I like jackets. I like boots. I don't like to wear shorts. I, I don't like to sweat. Um, but I'm wearing, yeah, like I'm wearing a sweater today. I know we're, we're clinging to it, man. I've got on layers, long sleeve layers. It is not the appropriate weather for long sleeve layers right now. I'm in a fantasy <laughs> land. I, the only thing I do like, I do like the increased light. Yes. I do like, I don't like when the days are super short and it's dark at like 4.30. Yes. We have record store day coming up too in April. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. That's a big day for independent record stores, although I get kind of frustrated with the the large uh, record labels printing like thousands and thousands of Adele's and Taylor Swift's, but it's fine. It's fine. What do you have your eye on this time? Oh my gosh. From the 90s, Poe. Do you remember Poe? And mm-hmm. um, yes. let's see what else. Uh, oh, Fosora remixes. Oh, you nice. that. That's the, a good there's one. There's a Tori Amos B-Sides something coming out. Yeah. And I'm drawing a blank on other ones, but those are all very exciting. You're Adele and you're Taylor Swift. But you already no, have those. No, not Adele. So. Oh, no. You've got, you've got the full Adele and Taylor Swift collection. No. <laughs> not that I, sh- I don't, I would not shame anyone for having those. I just, do they really not need to print like 40,000 copies or something crazy like that for just Adele? Anyway. This is a a complete tangent, but speaking of Taylor Swift, just randomly, I was watching, you know, catching up on some tiny desks and things like that. And I watched Taylor Swift's tiny desk and it was really the first time I'd like sat down, you know, to, to see what, to see what it's about. Cause I've always respected her as a, as a great songwriter. Um, but I never like really took the time to listen to a lot of her music. I got to say the tiny desk was solid. It's like a masterclass in being like a consummate professional, like she's just got it down to a T. She's so natural up on stage. And I mean, it was just, it was really, really well done. I was very, very impressed. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I will need to watch that then. I, I've tried. Yeah. She's a, she's a very compelling performer. Even if you're not that into the music, she's so compelling on stage. You know, you, you just, she's just feels genuine and you just, you kind of get into it. She's a, again, she's a fantastic songwriter. The lyrics are really great. Um, there's some, there's something for everybody in there. You can't deny that the woman has talent, you know? Oh no, for sure. She definitely does. I just, when I listen, I just feels like it's kind of bland. But I, I will agree with you there. <laughs> the, the music, the, the compositions aren't that interesting. Yeah. Just listen to the lyrics. Let's try to focus in on the lyrics and like, the, the structure of the songs themselves. She's she's pretty clever. I got to give it to her. Interesting. Well, I will... You're not going to be blown away by the guitar. <laughs> You're not going to be blown away by the piano playing or anything like that. So just just try to vibe with I the lyrics. I will check out her tiny desk. 
for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of all of these new releases that are coming out for Record Store Day, a new album was just released, and I would love to talk about it. And we haven't done Album of the Month in a while, so shall we do our Album of the Month oh, yeah. chat? It's, it is a short month. I think it's about yeah. that time, huh? Okay, so Let's my Album of the Month this month is the fresh off the presses new album from Yola Tango. It's called This Stupid World. If I were to smile at you It is their 17th studio album. These guys have been going for nearly 40 years at this point. I know. Crazy, right? Um, It's insane. They are consistently the loud, quiet band or the quiet, loud band. You know, loud in instrumentation, soft in vocals, but consistently. And this record in particular, I really, really love it. I love it. I've always been a fan of theirs, but never extremely gushing over Yellow Tango. I love them, but I'm never gushing over them. I think it's just because they're always, um, I don't know, they're just there, if that means anything. <laughs> I guess so. I didn't realize they've been together for so long. So yeah, they, they have always been there. I mean, what was, what was the first album that, you know, put them on your radar? I think the first album that I got of Yola Tango's, which, or the first album that had a song on it that I just kind of obsessed over a lot. The song was Alita. Which is from the album New Wave Hot Dogs from 1987. <sighs> But it was re-released on President Yola Tango. And that's the album that I had. That's from 1989. And that's on Alita was, was my, my jam. But that was more in college that I discovered them. I, I would say it's not that I love, like I said, I love Yola Tango. I think what it is is just that I take them for granted. You know, that, you know when you've mm. just known someone for so long or like, yeah, maybe it's even your family or, or some. I don't know, maybe it's someone you've just always known but have never been really close to and then you randomly think of them one day and you're like, oh, I miss them. (laughs) Yeah, I do actually. It's funny how you can have that kind of relationship with musical artists. So this new album for me is kind of like, oh yeah, I miss them. I like them. They're great. And it's like I've, I've just taken them for granted because they're always there and they're and they're consistent. You'll never be surprised, I don't think, by any of their albums. But this particular new release, I think it is kind of one of their best. But it's like, it's not very much different from anything they've ever done. But there is something to it. That's something je ne sais quoi. <laughs> that little something that like there you go. makes it really great. They uh, started uh-huh. recording this album in 2020. And finished it in 2022 and it started out of jams that they had started writing and uh, recording in Hoboken, New Jersey, where they're from, in their studio space as part of their regular process of playing together, but without the expectation of recording an album. They 
And and those sessions, when they started playing these jams, began right before the pandemic started. And there was, of course, a little pause there until they, like us all, kind of got to know the process for COVID a little bit better. What were the rules? And then they started playing together within those guidelines for COVID. But after playing a few live shows in their annual Hanukkah performances... In 2021, they returned for recording this album the last few days of 2021. Apparently, the spontaneity of those holiday performances kind of reinvigorated them, and so into the studio they went. In 2018, when they released There's a Riot Going On, they recorded the music kind of in that same free sense with spontaneity, but then handed their tracks over to John McIntyre, of Tortoise and the Sea and Cake, and he did the mixing for that album. But this album in particular is different in the sense that they cut out the middleman of the process. So they mixed the album themselves. They still kind of had this free spontaneity uh, recording sessions, but trusted their own process with mixing and really leaned into it. And while the music doesn't seem that different, again, from like previous records, uh, last previous decade at the very least, it does feel like more emotionally connective somehow. There's something deeper to it, it feels like, for me, anyways. So yeah, I really love this record. Let's dive into some of the tracks here. Sinatra Drive Breakdown, track number one. Has this driving bass groove and the guitar, while dissonant in a lot of parts, lots of noise, still has these melodic riffs that carry Ira Kaplan's voice and lyrics across this sort of great expanse when I listen to it. And when I say driving the bass groove, it just, I feel like relates to the song too because Sinatra Drive Breakdown. It does feel like they're driving down this road, but, and then some of the lyrics, so far from you until we all break, until we all break, until we all break down. And I don't know, it kind of feels like you're like on a road trip or something, but also I wonder if there's any sort of mm-hmm. pandemic tie in there. The drummer and Ira Kaplan's wife, Georgia, she's sort of gently cooing along with him and, and sort of like in support. I really like this, this song a lot as an opening track. It's a long one, too. It's like almost seven yeah. and a half minutes. I like the long ones on this album, which normally I don't have much patience for long songs. I don't have much patience for anything these days, honestly. But <laughs> generally, I'm like, okay, when is the song over? It's kind of dragging on. But I don't feel that way with this album. Uh, the next track I want to mention is the, the third track. That is tonight's episode. Hey. This one is sung by the bassist James McNew, and he sings about doing yo-yo tricks, and there's this like call and response to the the sort of wacky lyrics in the chorus. I guess this is the chorus, if you want to call it that. But it also has this kind of psychedelic feel, and there's a lot of guitar parts layered. There's this droney fuzz guitar element. There's this plucky acoustic guitar element. And also on top of that, the drums are super restrained. I think George is playing them with a brush. So I don't know. I like the the elements there, these kind of wacky (laughs) 
lyrics, this droning sound and noise and then the quiet drums with the sort of wacky, crazy guitar parts. Yeah, I liked this one. This one was like the first one that kind of captured my attention. I yeah, was into this one's it. really good. And then the fourth track is also one of my favorites. This is one song by Georgia, and she's, her vocals just sound so sweet. the beginning like right at the very beginning you hear a laugh like sort of a giggle and then like two lines in it says something about the laugh track is laughing but and I think that's kind of a a nice touch but it's confusing because the lyrics of this song make you think that she's talking about losing someone like maybe someone has died or something it definitely has a sad I'm lost you I've lost you vibe to it. And so the laugh at the beginning and then the laugh track is laughing part is a little strange, but I like it. Some lyrics on this one, alone again, more time between I wait for you, it's not the same, push the pin into the map and I find you a Celestine. So yeah, I don't know. Seems a little... A Celestine. What is that? I don't know. Does that name have any meaning? I took it as being a name and that's it. I'm going to look it up just because I'm curious. Yeah. Let me know what you find. This is totally random, but I was like, that sounds kind of familiar. It's an antihistamine. <laughs> what? It's the same brand name as like a, yeah, as an antihistamine. Oh. There's probably no connection, but that's, I was like, that sounds familiar. It's a nasal spray. Anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. In the lyrics, they say, Celestine, where are you? The drugs don't do what they say they do. The clock won't tick. I can't predict. I can't sell your books, though you ask me to. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Antihistamine. The drugs don't do what they say. That maybe it's like she's allergic to dust. Her books are dusty. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you I keep thinking I need to sell these dusty books because I keep sneezing. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, just a few more here. Track number five, Until It Happens. So This one, I really like the message here. It's kind of like we all have our opinions about what we're so sure about, and then it happens to us. Oh, this is what I would do in this situation. Then it happens to you, and you know, you're kind of like also freaking out, like maybe the person who you were saying that to experienced. The lyrics are We know, we have no doubt, confident that the shit we spout is true. Until it happens to you. No idea is too far out until it happens to you. I like that message. Mm. Yeah. And then fast forward to track number eight, which is the title track of the album, This Stupid World. I actually really love the last two tracks on this album. Again, very long songs. Pushing seven minutes, over seven minutes long. But this one in particular is drony and has more of an ambient vibe. Noisy, but ambient, yes, but also very noisy, which I which I love. Kind of a Sonic Youth vibe with this one. And yeah, it just goes on and on and on. And I love that. 
And then same for the last track, Miles Away. It's also very long, but this one is different than the rest of the album, I would say. This one is really chill, but has these electronic elements to it, kind of loops a little bit and more ambient vibes again. This one almost brings me, when I listen to it, it brings me this sort of like a wash of peace, a sense of peace at the end of this album. And I don't know, some of these songs and also knowing that they recorded them during the pandemic make me think of that time where we were all kind of alone and our lives were all changing. But in this one in particular, like some of the lyrics are, you feel alone, friends are all gone. And I don't know, maybe it's that, this sort of introspective aspect of the song that makes me myself look inward and feel this sense of calm. I'm not sure, but I definitely feel a lot more grounded since the pandemic. And I wonder if that's kind of what I'm subtly getting from this record. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I don't have a ton of experience with Yola Tango. It, it's it's kind of the same. I, I've known they've existed for as long as I can remember, but I never really got that much into them, honestly. I just knew that they were out yeah. there. You know yeah. what I mean? And just kind of occasionally would come across some of their tunes here and there. But yeah, listening to this, it did feel very pensive. Like that was the word pensive. that kept mm-hmm. coming up for me. Yeah. Really like thoughtful, reflective lyrics. So yeah. Yeah, I kind of got the same vibe. Yeah. Well, that's it. I do like this um, review that Charlotte Grimwade from Gigwise gave This Stupid World. She gave it an 8 out of 10, but it says, for an album that allows anxiety, existentialism to battle it out, that has an unsettling sense of impending doom paired with reassuring vocals and lighter tracks that captures abrasive uncertainty and soothing acceptance perfectly and I was like oh wow a lot Mm. of I mean that was just obviously like a kind of a snippet of her review but I think she really hit the nail on the head with a lot of those descriptions yeah yeah interesting I (laughs) it's kind of funny the songs that I liked the most turned out to be the odd number tracks particularly three five seven and nine well there's a caveat to that Seven, there's like a little intro clip. It's like just under a minute and then it shifts and goes to in, like a completely different direction. But that opening minute, I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and I really, I wanted that to like become the song, but it wasn't. Eh. But I really did like that. But I think it was like the songs that were more bass driven mm, yeah, and like less guitar strummy or jangly. You know yeah. what I mean? Those were the, the tunes that I gravitated toward. They just so happened to be the odd tracks on the album. Oh, interesting. So if I wanted to like do some backtracking and catch up on this Yola Tango, like what what would be like stemming from this record, what would be the next one to listen to, you think? Mm, uh, probably I would send folks to their 1997 album, I Can Hear the Heart Beating as One. I would say that one is a really good one and it is quintessential indie pop record. Right on. Well, we have our homework then. Yeah, there you go. And listen to that song, Alita. But yeah, I, yeah, that was a really, I liked it a lot. Yeah, good pick. And that like just came out, right? Yeah, super fresh. Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, shall I take the baton? 
We can talk yes, about my it. pick. Yes. I want to talk about Toa Tay, his album from 2021 called LP. So let's see, specifically, this was released March 3rd, 2021 to celebrate Toa Tay's 30th anniversary in music, which is pretty cool. And we all, I think we, most of us know Toa Tay from Delight. Back in the 90s, Toa Tay was born in Japan and moved to New York City in 87 and debuted with Delight, who we all love and adore in the store. Mm-hmm. Yes. This album is his 10th studio album, and it's basically his love letter to records, which I think is is cool. The first track is called Birthday. It's a birthday. Whose birthday? Someone's birthday. It's a fine day. It's a birthday. So this is kind of his party tune. I think it's a great choice for an album opener on vocals. The song features the great Harumi Hosono, whom we've discussed in the store before. One of the most influential Japanese artists, uh, co-founder of Yellow Magic Orchestra. It also features model and singer Hana. It's very fun and playful. It kind of gives me like 90s Chibomato vibes. Really cute tune. Uh, Some folks might recognize this song from the Netflix anime Super Crooks. Um, And the music video is super cool too. It's like... I say super cool a lot. Ignore me. Um, It's like a Japanese (laughs) version of George Michael's Freedom or Too Funky videos, which I was completely obsessed with back in the day, where it's just like a bunch of beautiful models dancing around lip syncing to the song. (laughs) What? Yeah, it's it's cool. Okay, so this... Okay, I have a Tawate record. Not this one, obviously, but it's like a 12-inch single of a a dance track. Um, Yeah. And so I know, and I love Delight so much. So I knew what to expect a little bit from Tabate, but never heard like a full, full album from just him, from, from solo Tabate. And this first track, Alligate, I swear to God, I also wrote, it reminds me of Chibo Mato's birthday, <laughs> but less screamy. Oh, that's funny. And it's such a fun song. And I love the fun musical aspects of the song too. There's that like funky flute bit in it, which reminds me so much of D-Light. Obviously, I mean, yeah, he's like part of that. And then also the drippy bloop bloop sounds. Yeah. So many good little little sound delights in there. No pun intended. I really like the the percussion that comes in when Hannah starts singing too. And it's just, I don't know, it's just bubbly and funky. So it's a really, really great opening track. Yeah. Answer me this, though, because mm. this Hana person is featured on a couple tracks on this album. Mm-hmm. Is this the Hana that also sang with Grimes? Or I a different one? absolutely no clue. I can't tell, and there's not enough information on the internet for me. Yeah, I, not I, sh- I couldn't find a lot of information on this singer either, which really bothered me. Because I do yeah. not speak nor read Japanese, so it was kind of hard to do... To really like look up those things. <laughs> but she's very yeah. young. I know that. She's very young, model and singer, and has worked with, with Toate a lot, it looks like. So 
I'm going to say probably not off the bat because this person is American. Yeah. And I think this Hana is Japanese. I love that we both sensed the Chibomato connection. That's great. We've got a synergy going. Awesome. Um, what else? Okay. So the next track is called DJ DJ. I like this one. It's got that famous Lindrum side stick in there. You know, the sound popularized by Prince. This one's giving me art of noise, this kind of like 80s experimental jazz organized chaos in the groove. I dig this track a lot. There was um, a, there was a sample I could not identify in DJ DJ, and it was killing me. And I just couldn't find any information on any samples or anything for this album. <laughs> it was so frustrating. So if anyone in the store listens to this record and can figure out really any sample, if you can figure out any sample from track two, please tell me. Because there's one that I kept hearing and I was like, what is that song? Yeah, what same. It? It's very, very sparse information online. Like this yeah. is definitely a Plunderphonics mystery. If we can, if we can get some resources about what, what some of these samples are. Cause yeah, there was, there were some things I heard too, that made my ears kind of stand up and yeah, you know, it sounds very familiar. I had that experience multiple times listening to this album. The next track is called Fabulous, and this one features Taprik Sweezy, a pretty dope singer and producer from Berlin. Let's listen to that. I love Taprik Sweezy, great voice, his soulful harmonies. They're like the perfect complement to this groovier track with its syncopated beats, got some saxophone by composer Yasuaki Shimizu and funky slap bass action courtesy of Wataru Iga. This one feels very much like early 90s New Jack Swing R&B. I love it. I should mention that Toate and Taprik Sweezy have collabed quite a bit in the past. My first encounter with this duo was on Toate's 2009 album, big fun. There's a track called Taste of You, which is such a jam. I need to hear a bit of that now too. <laughs> the way Taprik Sweezy's voice comes in at the start of this track is just so dope. I can't, can't get enough of it. It's really good. I really like this one too. Uh, the slappy bass was really fun. The lasers and then the, the like sweet, soft vocals. Nice. Yeah, good combo. So this next one was the first single, a seven inch released in 2020. Let's check out Magic. So Hana returns on vocals here. Um, this one gives me, it's like a modern take on 80s city pop, synth pop, you know, like very playful and bouncy Shibuya K sound. Uh, Toate says, quote, he has been obsessed with the magic of music since seeing Yellow Magic Orchestra over 40 years ago, which is uh, directly referenced in the song with lines like, you're my yellow magic. And fun fact, YMO's Solid State Survivor was the first LP Toate ever purchased and that record is actually like a transparent yellow color. So it's kind of a, a sweet callback to that. Yeah. This same love of music is reflected so much, like you mentioned at the top of the de description of the album, 
is mentioned so many times or just like highlighted in some form or fashion in this album. And I really like that. It keeps coming back to it. But also thinking of like relating music also to your love interest and your love of music to your love interest, but also the one record that you really love and were influenced by. Like this whole story, this magic, it is magical. I really love this. Yeah, it really is a love letter. And you can hear that. Mm Mm-hmm. Hana again is the human element to the love story here. Yeah, I, like I think there's there is um, a pandemic connection here too because he does talk about just kind of like spending more time alone and and found himself buying and listening to records a lot more and kind of like rediscovering this first love of his, you know, and eating eating dinner alone. Did I say that already? My brain is no. broken. Okay, talks about eating dinner alone and just like listening to records a lot. I don't know. I just think it's sweet. For people who are like really audiophiles like that, it's, I think it's a, a very relatable experience, right? It is kind of like rediscovering a first love, you know? Yeah. This one also has a super fun, stylish music video with a bunch of mannequin shenanigans going on. His whole aesthetic is really fun, cool, and very stylish, right? Mm-hmm. So this, like the songs overall on this album... They're not like too crazy construction wise. Like there's not like tons of shifting sections and things happening, but like it allows you to focus in on the layering and how he's constructed the samples. That's where the magic is really happening. Like Toate is really showing off his prowess as a producer and DJ in this album. If only I could find what those samples were. I know, I know. On magic, there's a lot of like, funky robot stuff and then also on track five Emez. I don't know if that's what Emez. Mm-hmm. Um but I love the whole like musical android robot thing here yeah. as well. And again with the love of music and talking about electronic music which is so Tawate. Yeah for sure. Also this one really went on a musical journey because it does start out super androidy, roboticy, and then kind of it trickles out with this percussion, fun elements, jazzy yeah. percussion. There's like two very distinct A and yeah. B sections, right? Two yeah, for one. but I almost didn't notice it until I looked, and I was like, "Oh wait, this is still the same song." Right. <laughs> Thought I had moved over to another song. <laughs> like a '90s down tempo vibe at first. Yeah. So next up, we have Consumer Electronics. Featuring Yukihiro Takahashi, another legend in Japanese music. He was the drummer and lead vocalist for Yellow Magic Orchestra. Uh, he also formed the band Meta 5, which included Toate back in 2014. Originally, uh, this was Takahashi's backing band on tour. But they ended up recording and performing together until about 2021. Um, and we know that Takahashi sadly passed away in January of this year. Yeah, but I love this song. I think his vocals are, are just so cool on this track. Yeah. It's, all, it's just all so catchy. I lo- and here you can hear sounds that you recognize just from your daily life. There's definitely some like phone or computer sounds I recognize here that I hear all the time. There's some Siri in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's some strong Craftwork vibes here, which sure. again, Craftwork was inspired by YMO. So I yeah, love I, love, I love the YMO homage throughout this album. It's really cool. Yeah. All right. Next we have Mind Power. This is another instrumental track. This one's not super memorable for me, but it's it's still cool. Um, it's kind of like another callback to Art of Noise, but with a lot more cut up turntable action, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, Hana returns one more time in the next track for Rendezvous. Yeah, those two tracks for me, seven and eight, were kind of, I wouldn't say skipovers, but they, they were kind of just so much of the same. They didn't really stick out too much to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, let's see. The penultimate track is called Ringwear. So now we're getting more down tempo here. This one is is rad. I don't know. It's just one big sample filled, chopped and mashed up revelry. It's really cool. Do you like this one? <laughs> I like this one. I love the name of this one. Ringwear. So much. Yeah, because I mean, it's kind of genius to name a song after a wear and tear that you see on a vinyl sleeve. Like, it's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, vinyl nerd here. I, yeah, I love it. That's cool. <laughs> and so the album closes with Nomadology, which is the slowest track on the album. It's like borderline trip hop, kind of like a Jazzanova kind of vibe with this yeah. floating flugel horn that sort of carries you through on this ambient track, you know? On Tokion.jp, he says, The title is based on a real-life experience. Last year, right when Japan declared the state of emergency, I was on a cab from Roppongi to Nishi Azabu. Normally, it would have been full of people around that area, but there was no one on the streets, and every store had a takeout poster up front. I've never seen anything like that before. After that, as soon as I returned to my room in Tokyo, I made nomadology with my synths. So that whole interview actually is really great. There, I think there's a story related to Ringwear as well in there, if you're interested. If you want to hear more about Toate's album, I would definitely read that interview. Cool. But yeah, overall, I think the production on this album is just crazy good. It's so polished. Everything feels really intentional. All Every sound like sits just in its right place. Some like cool stereo effects happening with the vocals. Like, you can tell it was very lovingly made, right? Yeah. I agree. I feel like also the themes all make sense. Everything, like he's tying several things together. And I think that shows that as a really thoughtful process. Um, and yeah, I, I love all of the, I mean, I, I wonder how long it took him to make some of these songs. They are, they are really great songs. He, he knocked it out of the park with this one. I'm glad yeah. that you're, you're bringing this one to us to listen to. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I will say for me, I think it peaks kind of early and then sort of like peters out at the halfway point, but it does end strong. I think Nomadology is a a solid track. Um, Just overall, a really fun, groovy, catchy listen. It will make you smile. It's retro without sounding dated, you know, rather. Yeah. It feels like a real reflection on everything Toate has accomplished up to this point. And he's just like showing off all his snazzy tricks as a producer. (laughs) There is this... Uh, you said reflection, but without seeming dated, there's almost like paying with with the like craft work and the YMO. It does seem like paying homage to, oh, sorry, paying homage, homage, homage. homage? I think both are fine. Homage, <laughs> paying homage to. Homage, now I've said it weird too many times, and now I can't say it. <laughs> now it just um, sounds weird to your ears. It does doesn't it? <laughs> paying homage to these, you know, epic albums and musical influence of the past but also there's some real futuristic moments there as well so I think I don't know I like that aspect of it too thinking about consumer electronics and like technology in the future but also 
the throwback stuff. I love it. Yeah. I like Matoa Te. Kind of, that's kind of the same thing you said about Yola Tango. Toa Te, I've, I've always known that I loved his music, but I kind of, I don't stay as plugged into what he's doing as I should. Like when I saw that this was the 10th studio album, I'm like, was I in a coma? Like what happened? How, <laughs> how is he at this many <laughs> records? I need to go back and fill in some of the blanks because I know I'm going to enjoy anything he puts out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, same. Like I said, I have one album of it. I mean, it's not even a full album. It's just a single, but it's great. Why haven't I listened to any more of his right. solo stuff? I have no idea. Maybe that's our connection. Granted. I know. Artists we take for granted <laughs> and who've never let us down have always been consistent. And are and legendary, we adore. too, in their own right. Yeah. What's that? And they're legendary, too, in their oh, own right. Oh, for sure. Both. Absolutely. Yeah. Been in the game for decades. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe another connection for these albums specifically too is just like that pensive or reflective quality mm-hmm. coming out of Probably pandemic. brought on by the pandemic, which we for can sure. also tie in there. Yeah, yeah. Look at us keeping it going. Yeah. So that's my pick. So yeah. Forte LP. Don't, don't take your musicians for granted. They're out there being awesome every day. Yeah. Find something, yeah, find something to fall back in love with. An artist that you've like lost track of or lost touch with, you know, go back, rediscover it, see what they've been up to. That is your homework. (laughs) Agreed. That's your homework. All right. Well, we did it again. And so that means we can go home now and eat dinner, which is what I always (laughs) say. (laughs) That's like the, the one thing we're always most excited about at the end of every day. We're like, let's go home and eat dinner. What are you going to eat for dinner, Tara? That's a good question. I have no idea. Do you cook? Are you are you uh, competent in the kitchen? I'm competent in the kitchen. I wouldn't say I'm like master chef by any means. You're not hosting any dinner parties or anything? No. <laughs> Shit, if I'm hosting a dinner party, it will be me ordering food, but I'm in charge of music. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Lean on your strengths. Yeah. What about All right, you? man. What about me? I think I'm pretty solid. I think I'm pretty good oh. in the kitchen. <laughs> Resourceful, you know. So we'll we'll go see what I can rustle up. Cool. Okay. I've, I like cooking. I've learned to like enjoy cooking. I think it's a good, because because there's no, I don't have like a, the commute to break up my day anymore. Cooking is like a good way to transition from like my work hours into the evening. You know what I mean? It's a good way yeah. to like help my brain shut down and like transition. So I enjoy cooking. Yeah. I like to listen to audiobooks while I cook, so kind of say it's like yeah. my escape. All right. Well, I won't hold you any further. Let's get out of here and get <laughs> to it then. Thank you for joining us in the store. We hope to see all of you soon. And uh, yeah, have a good night, Tara. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Record Store Society is hosted by Natalie White and Tara Davies. If you'd like to contact the show, visit our website at recordstoresociety.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society.